Welcome to Jesus Joy and Java, a podcast for women of any age and in any stage of life who are seeking to draw closer to God through His Word. My name is Patty Nava, and my mission is to walk beside you on our spiritual journey by studying the scriptures together to strengthen our faith. We are now in season two of the Jesus Joy and Java podcast. This is a season to nurture and grow our fruit of the Spirit. I pray you will be encouraged and that this will be a blessed and fruitful season for you, my sweet sister. Now let's get ready to fill our cup with Jesus, Joy, and Java. Welcome to episode 17. Sisters, we have reached the final episode in this series on the fruit of the Spirit. During the past eight weeks, we have learned the definitions, biblical examples, and life applications on each of the fruit of the Spirit. We have learned that the fruit we receive come directly from the Holy Spirit when we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior. We also learned that we cannot grow the fruit of the Spirit on our own. In Philippians 2.23, we read, It is God who is at work with you, both to will and to work for His good pleasure. So these fruit only become evident in our lives when the Holy Spirit is working within us. The fruit of the Spirit helps us soften our rough edges so that we may handle difficult situations in a loving and gentle manner and experience more peace in our lives. It is God's joy and faithfulness and patience that guides us when we are facing trials. It is His kindness and goodness which leads us to help those around us. So today we will learn how the fruit of self-control is an indicator that we are making better choices and resisting temptations. Let's start by defining self-control, or temperance as it may show up in your Bible, depending on which version you are reading. Self-control is exactly that. It's the ability to control oneself. It involves moderation, constraint, and the ability to say no to desires and lusts of the flesh. The Greek word for self-control is enkratia, which means temperance, the virtue of one who masters his desires and passions, especially sensual appetites. So now let's take a look at some scriptures on self-control. In 2 Corinthians 10, 4, and 5, it says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and in every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Here Paul is telling the Corinthians that false teaching leads to disobedience. He is encouraging them to stay away from anything that goes against God by bringing every thought into captivity because our thoughts may lead to inappropriate behaviors. One way to know that God is working in our lives is to have the ability to control our own thoughts, our words, and our behaviors. 
So when we become followers of Christ, we are no longer slaves to sin, and the Holy Spirit fills us with self-control so that we can say no and walk away from those foolish desires. The next scripture comes from 1 John 2, verses 15 through 17. Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in them. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, comes not from the Father but from the world. The world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. Here John is saying that we must recognize that self-control includes abstaining from all of the evils of this world because the world only draws us, the followers of Christ, away from God. So the more we love the world, the more our love for God fades away. This next scripture comes from Proverbs 25, verse 28. Like a city whose walls are broken through is a person who lacks self-control. In other words, a man without self-control cannot control his anger and pride. He has no command of himself and his pleasures. So he gives in to his desires and is completely exposed to the enemy and to all the temptation. See, self-control is like putting up a wall against temptation. It doesn't necessarily keep the temptation away, but it can help us resist until the temptation is no longer present. As followers of Christ, we need to have self-control because we are constantly faced with attacks from the world. So like a city, we must have a wall to keep the enemy out. Okay, so now I want to share some biblical examples. The first story that we're going to look at today comes from Nehemiah, chapters 3 through 6. This is about Nehemiah's return to Jerusalem to rebuild the wall. Here's a brief summary of that story. Nehemiah went back to Jerusalem to rebuild its walls after the Exodus. While he and others were rebuilding the wall, enemies from nearby came and started to attack them. Nehemiah showed self-control and did not fight back. Instead, he stationed some of his men to be guards while the others worked. Nehemiah knew that God would protect them. He acted calmly and with self-control. In Proverbs 16.32, it says, Better a patient person than a warrior, one with self-control than one who takes a city. So despite overwhelming odds and the enemy's opposition, we see here that God prevails. Can you imagine what would have happened if Nehemiah would have allowed the enemy's attacks to get to him? There would have been great destruction and the people of Jerusalem would have been left defenseless against enemies. So wouldn't you agree that having self-control in tense situations allows us to make better decisions and to avoid greater conflict? Okay, now let's take a look at another example of self-control. This one comes from Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 11. It is about the 40 days Jesus spent in the wilderness. Here's a summary. 
Jesus was about to begin his ministry when God led him into the wilderness. The time in the wilderness was another way that Jesus set an example of how to follow God. Jesus spent 40 days praying and seeking God. During these days, Jesus would have been very hungry, and just when he might have been at his weakest, the tempter came and said, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. Now remember, Jesus was God's Son, but that didn't mean he can use his power to serve himself. The devil was poking Jesus in his very real physical need, but Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Satan tried again by taking Jesus to the top of the temple. Satan said, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. This time the devil used God's own words to tempt Jesus. But Jesus wasn't tricked. Jesus said, Again it is written, you shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Finally, the devil tempted Jesus by showing him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. The devil said, All these I will give you if you fall down and worship me. But Jesus said, Be gone, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. Then the devil left Jesus, and angels came to minister to him. Jesus won the battle against temptation. I just love how Jesus teaches us so much about self-control in this scene. He knew God's word, and he was able to use it when the enemy was tempting him. He knew that in order to obey God, he had to put away his own desires and even his own life to do what God was asking him to do. Jesus obeyed God no matter how hungry and tired he was. Jesus showed self-control even after Satan offered him control over the entire world. So how do we grow our fruit of self-control and apply it to our daily walk with Jesus? How can we control our anger like Nehemiah did while the enemy was trying to prevent him from rebuilding the wall of Jerusalem? How do we resist temptation as Jesus did during his 40 days in the wilderness? Okay, so you already know what I'm going to say. Yes, pray. Pray daily for God to give you more self-control and to avoid temptations, angry outbursts, or whatever it is that you may struggle with. The more we pray, the closer we draw to God. He is the source of the Holy Spirit. So the fruit of the Spirit comes from Him. Confide in another sister in Christ or your spouse, or someone you can trust. Let them know what you're struggling with and allow them to pray for you. Matthew 18, 19 through 20 says, Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them.
Tip number two, know God's word. In 2 Timothy 3, verses 16 and 17, it reads, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. In Isaiah 55:11 it says, "So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it." The Bible is filled with so many of God's promises. When he makes a promise, we must believe that he will fulfill it in his own time. His promises comfort and reassure us when we are facing trials. So let's study God's word every day, not only once or twice a week. Let's memorize verses so that we can have verses ready during those moments when we are being attacked and we're being tempted by the enemy instead of reacting with anger or giving in to those fleshly desires. Tip number three. Stay away from what tempts you. If you know what tempts you, keep far away from it. Run in the other direction. In James chapter 4, verse 6, it says, Submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. So I was recently listening to a message by Pastor Charles Stanley. And he said that one of the greatest indicators that the fruit of self-control is at work in your life is when you stop receiving invitations to parties where there is alcohol being served. Your friends who drink will no longer want to invite you because they will feel convicted. I know this to be true. You see, one of my biggest struggles before I became a follower of Christ was binge drinking on the weekends. I actually started drinking around Wednesdays or Thursdays sometimes, depending on which restaurants had happy hour. I did this from my mid-twenties until around my mid-thirties. On the weekends, the drinking was usually accompanied by dancing at nightclubs. I became a regular at different clubs, and the bartenders already knew my drink of choice as soon as they saw me walk in. I was like that guy Norm from that TV show in the 80s, uh, Cheers. Remember that show? They would yell out, Norm, as soon as he would walk in the door. Okay, well, maybe I'm dating myself. <laughs> Let's move on. Well, obviously, the drinking was destroying me physically. It was also destroying me emotionally, mentally, and even financially until I made the choice to change my life and accepted Jesus. This is when I completely cut ties with friends who I partied with and I made new friends at church. I found sisters in Christ who prayed for me and invited me to weekly fellowships and singles events. I kept myself busy by serving in different ministries. I knew that this is what I needed to do to keep myself away from desires of the flesh. In James 1.15, it says, When desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. So in other words, temptation 
comes from our own desires. These desires entice us and pull us away from God. So your temptations might be different. Perhaps you struggle with anger, drug abuse, um, love of money, pornography. Only you know what or who you need to stay away from. Do not allow these temptations to draw you away from God. And if you're no longer being invited to those drinking parties, praise God because this means the Holy Spirit is doing a wonderful work in your life. Okay, so let's recap. Today we started the episode by defining the word self-control. We also read some scriptures to encourage us to have more self-control in our daily walk. I also shared the story of Nehemiah. He was an amazing leader that showed great ability to control his anger while he was being attacked during the rebuilding of the wall of Jerusalem. I read a summary of the story of Jesus when he was in the wilderness for 40 days and was being attacked by Satan. I also gave you some tips, including a personal example of how I was able to win the battle against binge drinking. It took a lot of prayer and self-control, and I give all glory to God for that victory. So this ends our series on the fruit of the Spirit. I want to encourage you to go back and listen to any episodes you might have missed. Please stay tuned for some special Christmas episodes in December. And hang on for Season 3, which will be our next series on the Armor of God, starting in January 2023. Sweet sisters, I have enjoyed learning and growing right alongside with you, and pray that you will continue to join me on this journey. May we always fill our cups with Jesus, Joy, and Java. I would like to recommend a couple of resources that can help you on this journey of nurturing the fruit of the Spirit. The first one is a book titled Unfailing Love, written by my good friend and brother in Christ, Kevin Pedraza. This book is not only a great conversation starter, but it is also a good way to point individuals to Christ. When you pick up this book, you'll want to keep reading the beautiful poems at the top of every page as they're filled with so much emotion that you and I might be able to relate to. But I would suggest that you use this book as a journal by taking one page at a time, one day at a time. Each page has room for you to journal how each poem speaks to you personally. You can find Kevin's book, Unfailing Love, on Amazon. You'll find the link for this book on the Jesus Joy and Java Facebook page. The next resource is an e-journal I have written as a free gift to you, my listeners. This journal is all about the fruit of the Spirit. In this journal, you will find scriptures and questions to help you apply the fruit to your daily walk with Jesus. To get a free copy of this e-journal, all you have to do is email me at pattyjavanava at yahoo.com. That's patty, P-A-T-Y, Java, J-A-V-A, Nava, N-A-V-A, at yahoo.com. This information will also be available on the Jesus, Joy, and Java Facebook page. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. 
If you have rated this podcast or shared it with your sister friends, I appreciate you and send you a big special thank you. Please don't forget to follow Jesus Joy and Java on Facebook at fb.com slash Jesus Joy Java. Also on Instagram at Jesus Joy underscore Java and on YouTube at Jesus Joy and Java. Feel free to email me at pattyjavanava at yahoo.com. Your feedback means a lot to me. Thank you for listening, and I pray your cup may always be filled with Jesus, joy, and java.